What's going on? Welcome to episode 119 of the Workprints Gamescast, brought to you by theworkprint.com. As always, I'm your host, Rob, and I'm being joined by my two fantastic co-hosts, uh, Bilal and Kevin. What's up, Kevin? We're going to start with you this week. What's up, Kevin? What's new? Oh, so much is going on. So many different places. Uh, haven't seen uh, John Wick 4 yet. Me Gotta neither. Me neither. I want to go so bad. I saw I know, it. right? I thought like being an adult meant you could do whatever you wanted. But you, listen, right. so I used to do whatever I want, especially when it came to the movies. But then COVID happened, and they no longer show like 10.30 a.m. showings anymore for me. So I don't. I used to go to all 10.30 a.m.s. Me and one other weirdo would be in the theater and yeah. watch it in peace, get out in time to pick up my daughter. It was awesome. I was seeing, no lie, three movies a week. It was great. And yeah. now... Getting now it's all no dice. the mileage out that AM, uh, AMC Plus membership. That, yeah, yeah, that, that it, well, I had A-list, so I was yeah. like, oh, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm paying for it. I'm going to take full advantage. Give me all three of my showings. Yeah, I like to go to movies like, like three weeks late. Like not the, the headliners, but like stuff that nobody's going to see anyway. And yeah. I'm the only one there. It's so nice. Oh, yeah. damn, no. I, I love being there with the crowd. Usually for a comedy or a horror movie. I love that for uh, like a Marvel, you know, yeah. movie or yeah. something like that. Yeah. Agree. Agree. Um, also, you know, one of the things about that happened with COVID is I invested in my home setup, right? I got a, a, a very nice mid range projector, right? Um, that does 4k does HDR 10 and then, uh, and got my screen. Cause when I got the house, they had already left a projector screen behind on the wall and uh like movie theater style curtains right these red curtains that that block out the light and it was just old so it was like kind of wavy so anything projected on it would look distorted so my brother came over one time and we strained it out fixed it up we i mean him uh and so now like i'm spoiled being able to sit at home and literally like when i gotta go to the bathroom just pause i just pause it's great and so that has kind of ruin things so now it really is just like really big temple movies uh or movies that i'm afraid everybody's gonna spoil that i i run out and see i was in a streaming kind of like workshop and they're just talking about like attention um the attention economy uh this week at work or last week at work and uh one of the girls is complaining about like how you go to the movies are two hours long and like people yell at you for using your phone and i was like it's the movies if you don't want if you want to whip out your phone like watch it at home uh i, I just don't understand this need like like i'm a person that's on my phone a lot i my uh apple of iphone like tells me how much time i spend on it every week and i'm like that's a ridiculous number but even then like if you can't turn it off for two hours or three hours like you got you gotta look deep inside and understand what's going on no i i agree 100 percent. it's one of those things where like i find and one of the reasons why i like to go when like nobody else is there it's only a couple of other people there is because as somebody who married has two kids it's it's kind of the same thing as like the bathroom for me right where like this is where I get to go and just have peace. I get yeah. to have uninterrupted peace for like two hours. Granted, the, the bathroom's not two hours, but uh, I get to have uninterrupted peace for like two hours, hour and a half, two hours. I get to eat crap and just like relax 
And so, yeah, I, I don't. And the funny thing is, I feel like I don't feel like it's a cell phone thing. Uh, because like you said, I'm on my cell phone constantly and stuff like that. Yeah. I'm very much the kind of person who needs to be constantly stimulated. I do the dishes. I have my headphones on and a stream in the background, you know, like both the launch, like all, every, everything I do in my life, I'm constantly being stimulated. <laughs> Don't um, leave me alone with my thoughts. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and so, no, uh, but the movies is like the one exception, especially, you know, I think part of it is also the fact that like, I mean, you did, you know, videography and stuff like that in yeah. college right i did screenwriting and and all the, the theater stuff that also had some you know uh, crossover with like uh movie and tv right and so like i have a deep appreciation for that stuff and so for me like the idea of pulling out my phone unless like don't get me wrong i've been guilty of like checking a text message to make sure yeah. the house isn't on fire but yeah, the the idea of not like just letting yourself come engrossed in it is is I don't know, kind of wild to me. Yeah, no, uh, my wife and I on Tuesday, so we we were in Houston, uh, and then we got back, and like this was like a good ten days of like no work, just fully with our son, enjoying our time with family. So on Tuesday, we uh, I was had to go into work for that uh, streaming workshop I mentioned, and then after that, we had tickets to this play in Brooklyn with like Oscar Isaac and Rachel Brosnahan from uh, Marvelous Miss Maisel. And the show, like, it's, I think it's in its final week and we were very excited. We got these tickets a, a long time ago. So we're at the play and I get a, I get like a text and then I get a call and I'm like this, I was like, mm. yeah. And then, and then, and I'm like, I'm like, and it was my mom calling and she was watching my son and I was like, she wouldn't call unless she knew something was up. And so then I'm just like, I picked it up. I, I, she left a voicemail. I picked it up. I just quickly listened and I put it back down. And I'm like, he's crying and he won't go back to sleep. And we sat there. We're like, what do we do? And I like, I just quickly shot my mom a text. I was like, I was like, hey, listen, just like, um, let us know if he stays up. We'll be on our way as soon as we can. Mm -hmm. uh, luckily, he went back. Uh, and then I just went there and I, uh, I spent the night with him and he was just like super happy to see me. Um, but it was like a little bit of separation anxiety. Yeah. So like, I get it from, a, there's times where you do need to check your phone, but like if you're just there texting friends for like non-emergency reasons, then, um, that's a bit difficult. I would have loved to have just gotten up and like walked, uh, into the hallway right. or something yeah. and like give my mom a call back. But it was a situation where I was like, we were in the balcony, we we're in the front row. Yeah. in the middle of the row and i was like and it was already so tight like one wrong move and you like flip over the balcony so i was like uh i'm just gonna have to be this person and then do it quietly and luckily no one complained so yeah no, no you're a better man than me i would have i mean honestly i would have just looked at my phone i would have said fdk turn my phone <laughs> off she raised me she can handle it and just been <laughs> about about the show yeah. like yeah. um <laughs> No, no, no. Okay, so this all started with Kevin telling us that he hasn't seen John Wick 4 yet, and we go off on this tangent about movies. Um, can can well, I just quickly talk about John Wick 4? Uh, no yes. spoilers. No, no, spoilers. no spoilers. Quickly. Go ahead. Uh, Kevin's on mute. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah you're good. You're good. Nope. Oh, my God. He's going to be, yeah, be in and out the whole show. Yeah. Okay. 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Lot, that's lot, true. Yeah, hundred percent. Like, yeah. I, I, I'll, I'll say this: like, the, the action in it is fantastic. Uh, I uh-huh. still think John Wick Two is my favorite in the entire thing because of like the world building. Mm-hmm. That's the one uh, where with the. Yes, that's the yeah, first well, one. That's, that's, yeah, that's yeah, that's where he gets introduced. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of where they like introduce all the like the blood markers. The, that's the that's where table. they that's where they build yeah. the world. The like, entire thing. And so yeah. like my issue with three was I was like it's all just a lot of action. Like it's very good action. Yeah. But yeah. it's just like they're not enough. And like I kind of felt the same with four. But it was like you kind of knew like you knew you know where this is all heading. Mm-hmm. But uh, the action like the way it's shot it, it's just like a very fun ride. Um and God like I. I hope Hollywood takes the right lessons from it, like make very good actions, rely on your uh, stunt actors. And I don't know who, I would love to know the name of the person that just, or every person in that movie that got tossed down a flight of stairs mm-hmm. <laughs> because it looked, there's no way it's CGI, you know these people are being tossed down stairs and it just looks so painful, especially at that age. <laughs> It's not like when you're a child where you can just like walk up and just be like, oh, I got a bruise. As an adult, you know that just hurts. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah, no, it's, um, yeah, like there's a, I think like the last big set piece in that movie is just absolutely incredible. The it, It's a lot of fun. If you're like a f- fan of John Wick, I think as long as you don't expect too much in terms of world building, you'll have a great time. I think the closest, yeah, I think the closest you could get is the Raid movies, and I don't think we're going to get a Raid 3 anytime soon, even though I love the Raid 2. Yeah. Yeah. And for those wondering, like, why we're not talking about video games, uh, uh, you might have lucked out last week because Kevin and I were going to do the podcast, and then, like, we just couldn't align because I had a One Piece exam, and I looked at the notes, and I was like, we're not talking. We're uh, yeah. Uh, we're like we're just talking TV and film. <laughs> we're not talking video games at all. Uh, no, but you also been... you saw Creed three though, right? I saw Creed three. I have not seen Creed three yet either. All I know about Creed three is run it. <laughs> yeah, all my boys, all my boys, const, const, no, all my boys are constantly just like run it, run it. <laughs> Wait, I, anytime, why anytime don't I remember this? Anytime we're playing video games, they're like, they're like, they're like running. Oh. Uh, a sports pundit. <laughs> <laughs> the classic Nick Cage. <laughs> mm, next week. Next week I'm going to go. I'm probably going to see it during the day at some point. 
Yeah. Uh, Tuesday. Tuesday or Wednesday morning. All right. Yeah, yeah. I can make it work. Yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, I'm hoping, I'm trying to see if I can finagle a way to go see that this weekend. But we will. Did you guys at least finish The Last of Us season one? I did, yes. <laughs> did you did you ever play the game? Oh, okay, well. I get you, I get you. Uh I mean this game's uh this game is just a TV series and this TV series is just the game. So uh I I, I will say I will say that the acting is phenomenal in this show. Uh, it is super faithful to the source material. Um, the ending, the ending felt. It's weird. I, I thought the ending felt more impactful playing the game than yeah. it did in the show. Uh, I think I still think it was impactful. I or I, I agree. I, I agree. Yeah. I think I. I think the show does a better job of kind of showing how unhinged a particular character is of mm -hmm. right before those events uh or like their mental state a little bit better because uh -huh. i like and i was talking to my wife about this i was like yeah this moment in the game was the first time i was like screw this cover take out the shotgun let's go loud mm -hmm. um and like it, like it, i felt that um and like the show does a fairly good job almost ridiculous <laughs> thank yeah. you um but yeah no, I, I agree with you like i i even yeah. the episode with the dlc prequel i don't think hit as well as the game did for me i uh i mean and obviously we're, we're talking around this like that but i will say yeah. that i've always sided with a particular character i continue to side with that yeah. particular character and my wife was like yeah i side with that particular character a hundred percent um and so i'm very interested i'm very yeah i'm very <laughs> interested to see people's reactions to like season two and be in that storyline and beyond uh okay so let's let's talk about this, this is a video game podcast so uh let's at least talk about games and what games we have been playing uh i have not played anything new so i don't have a lot to talk You've about had this week. three weeks uh yeah what did so you play? i i i'm I started finishing up uh, Dead Space. I'm like at the, like at the very end of that, uh, and then I'm just falling into the trap of like Apex and Smite again. That's it's, fine. it's been it's been it's been one of those things where like Smite has new items and a new meta going on right now. And actually, there's an update that just came out today or yesterday that changes up some of the characters and and changes the meta a little bit more and and makes healing a bigger focus. And so it's like. Every time I hop on, uh, other people are on, you know? And so that ends up being our, our go-to. So I do have Resident Evil 4 Remake sitting and waiting for me. I anticipate by next podcast that I will have played it, if not beat it, because that's one of those things that, like, I mean, you know me, games yeah, like that. That game's so hard to put down if it's yeah. anything like the GameCube version. Yeah, I'm just going to, I'm going to, that's a two-sitting yeah. type of game for me. Uh, but also, I have been kind of in this like you know my hero not just my hero but like board games uh and tabletop across the board my brother was visiting uh not this past weekend but the weekend before 
and uh, we got to play a whole bunch of different board games. And one of those board games being Casting Shadows, which is the new game from Unstable Games. Unstable Games makes Unstable Unicorns. They also make Here to Slay. And so uh, Casting Shadows is a new game. I had kickstarted it, forgot that it was coming, and then it showed up. And of course, I kickstarted the like, that's, uh, I don't know if you remember Bilal, but that's the one where you looked at, when you were looking at my thing and you saw a certain price, you were like, uh, what? Yeah, um, uh, pull that up again. No, 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 you don't have to pull it again. You can just leave no, it alone. No, 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 no you no, just no, leave I'm it alone. Gonna... You just leave it alone. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, so we were playing some of that. And uh, Kevin and I have regionals coming up. The season, the competitive season has officially started for My Hero. We have regionals. We also have our store provisional championships. And so it's, yeah. And so, and so we have just been kind of on that grind. Not just play testing, which has been the focus for, for me for the past week, for Kevin since the season started. And, uh, but also like building the community. And we have absolutely done that. I mean, we have grown leaps and bounds to the point where like we're being told by the store to like cut back on our events uh and so I mean, I mean, you, got, you guys started webcam events because i feel like was yeah. that in the response to that well no 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 uh yes and no um it's it's uh, yeah yes yes and 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 no right yeah yeah, yeah. But in our defense, our yeah, in our defense, our players are hungry for it. You know, yeah. it's not like they're coming out. New players are, are coming out. I mean, we had uh we had a brand new player who came for the webcam event as their first event, period. That's awesome. And so uh and so yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, to 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 the point where like I think we're going to get close to the cap on our store provisional championships on locals alone, you know, not even including uh, outside people. And so uh, it should be should be an interesting season uh, going forward. And so that's been taking up a lot of time, and uh, that combined with the fact that when I do get on a night, everybody else is on, and it's just been Smite, Apex, stuff like that. Um, but yeah, but what about? You guys, uh, Kevin, what? Broadly. There's wildlife. That's the not a Pokemon?
And then, what about you, Bilal? What have you been playing lately? Um, kind of like you guys, the, I had my One Piece regionals on this past Sunday, which it, it's a bit bittersweet, mostly because the new set came right before I went on vacation. Like, the, I went on vacation on Thursday, Friday the new set dropped, and then everyone got if, like two regionals. If, if a new set drops and no one can buy it, did it actually drop? I, I was fine. I was more than fine. I got myself 20 boxes. Yeah. Just fine. I was able to get myself four yeah. booster packs. And that's it. I, um, like, for those, just like, <laughs> you, you, anyone need a set of like comments, uncommons, rares? I got yeah. you. Send me another care package like last time. Or better yet, don't send it to me. Come visit. I, I want to visit. Uh, yeah. I actually feel like I, I want to go down to the store and uh, yeah, come play, check it out. Playing locals, yeah, yeah. So uh, I like to going for a master set. I also got a case. Um, I got a case back in November for set two, even before set one released. Um, and I so, got that. I got that for eight sixty, um, which. So very cheap per box. <laughs> so their cases, their cases are twelve box cases. Yeah, 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 yeah. So there are twelve boxes there. And what I didn't realize was like the alternate art for leaders are limited to four per box, uh, mm -hmm. of four per case. Um, yeah. So and there's, so I was like in the chase to get other. So I found some boxes locally. Um, dude, the the price gouge on one piece is real like i just could see shops being like we sell one of these boxes we're good <laughs> the pro the profit is fine um it, it's that I, I was able to trade uh and sell some stuff so it's been good in, in that regard i also have a group of friends uh from uh, my local shop that like you know it, it, it's nice for them to have somebody that they could go to directly to be like hey if you have extras uh, let me know. I can either trade you for what you're missing or buy them off of you. And so it's, yeah. it's like, it's a nice little income market. Thanks to TCG player. I mean, that's, rarity. that's like Kevin and I are that at our shop. It's like, yeah. all right, here's the bulk. Yeah. Uh, literally we have sealed events and I crack open the packs. I take out like the ultra rares and I'm like, here, here's yeah. the rest. Like take them. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, I, I've got two binders now. Uh, one binder is just master set. I'm missing mm -hmm. two cards. Uh, probably it's the most expensive card, and it's like the second most expensive card, uh, or the third most expensive card. And I'm just like, great. Um, maybe I'll just wait uh, before I get the mm -hmm, itch to go mm -hmm. buy these, just because I know the price will come down. Uh, yeah. And I'm in no like I've already spent so much. Um, so it's just more of a patience game and yeah. being smart. Um. But yeah, like I missed, I didn't get to really play test with cards. I played a lot of the simulator for my deck for regionals and simulator is fine. Like it, it's good to get an understanding of your deck and play it. But like when you're actually playing with certain, with your deck in, in real life, like on webcam or in store, if you're like, I feel like there's some days or so, like even months where like I, there's one, the king, uh, there's, there's a king card in this purple deck I'm playing. There's four of them in there during the entire regionals. I saw them once. Mm -hmm. Only once, and mm -hmm. he's so key to the deck, or, or like as a big body uh, attacker, that I, I was just not seeing him. But I was seeing everything else just fine, and so it was just one of those frustrating things where it's like I played the best I could. Um, I had a few buys which helped, but uh, I, I really just kind of wish I could find the local scene that 
worked with Ramadan um, so I could at least go and play. I, I kind of miss it, but it's also giving me some time to like decompress because it's just been like one piece has been on my mind for like a, for months straight and I'm just like, a little break feels healthy right now. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think yeah. I, I'm starting to feel like that a little bit too, honestly, because it's one of those things where like, I am so hyper-focused on, on this weekend and then uh, I don't have anything again until the end of April and then yeah. one of that in may one event in june and then a july regional I'll, I'll, so, tell you, I'll tell you this nine matches in a row on webcam is more than enough to like tire you yeah out. yeah Cause, no because even the, the gaming giant one because there's regionals i think both saturday and sunday and yeah. people were uh in there like that monday after no one was talking <laughs> like yeah, you knew yeah. everyone was just like yeah i just need a break after all of that yeah i know 100 percent um yeah. i'm trying to i'm trying to warn tj a little bit about that like because uh, we're both doing it Friday night, and it's just like this is this is it's well, first off for us like it starts at seven p.m. So it's yeah. like we're gonna Six be hours, yeah we're gonna we're gonna be halfway through yeah it's a hundred twenty eight field so I anticipate it'll okay. be a six a six round uh, Swiss. That should be uh, too bad then. And so it's one of those things where like it'll be like two p.m. Uh, you know, factoring in like an hour because of of actually like getting matches together and overtimes and stuff like that um it'll be like 2 a.m by the time we're we're done and heading to bed and stuff like that like we're gonna be burnt out and exhausted uh, can, can, I can i tell you one frustration that happened mm -hmm. um i was playing against this guy and i was winning and then mm -hmm. in the announcements they're, they're like hey um we kind of messed up we're restarting this round uh uh restart the games and then we both placed with each other again uh, so we're just like, oh, we'll just continue to play this. A judge came in and was like, hey, did you guys restart the game? We're like, no, we'll just continue since we were paired with each other. He's like, no, restart it. We restart it. He gets the better draws. I was winning the other one. And I was like, come on. This is the most frustrating thing ever. Yeah, that sucks. I will say that my experience so far with, with their webcam stuff, with, with Jasco in particular, is that they're usually pretty good about, like, if they need to do a repairing, it's, it's done before the round starts, you know? And so... Uh, I haven't run, and I've done a, a few like webcam events with them and stuff like that. I did a uh, webcam nationals last season, and it was like surprisingly smooth. You know, even yeah. including a, a like forced break that they made us take uh, for lunch. Yeah, uh, no, it's uh, uh, yeah. Otherwise, it was pr fairly smooth. Like it was nice to have some buys uh, in there, like because after you participate three rounds, you get your participation. Yeah, right. Uh, rewards. Mm -hmm. um, so it was like I got a buy, and then that meant like, hey, I could be upstairs with my wife and son for like a nice hour uh, and then come back down uh, and play it for the next round. So that that bit of it was nice, but um, yeah, I uh, definitely w just wish I could sit down and play some more uh, and figure out um, a way. It's like, like I said, it's, it's a nice change of pace from just video games and looking at screens all the time. Yeah, um, you know, it's funny. I think this is also one of those byproducts of COVID, right? Is that like, finding something where I'm interacting with people in person again and it's like a regular event and a regular get together. Like, I mean, I'm a person that, that kind of, it's my, my wife laughs at me cause she's like, you are the life of the party and you complain the whole time leading up to it. And afterwards <laughs> you complain like the whole time after she's like, doesn't make any sense. And so, yeah, I'm very much the kind of person who, like, I, I hate working from home because I need to be able to, like, interact with people in the office yeah. space, stuff like that. And so, 
uh even though i i'll swear up and down leading up to it that i don't um, want to be around people <laughs> no i don't i don't yeah yeah yep <laughs> yep <laughs> yeah but but kevin but kevin cheats <laughs> Yeah. Yep. 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 Um. Uh, hey, as yeah. as as long as he's not taking like ten minute turns, I no, think it's fine. No, I think so. He. He yeah. <laughs> well, because he, he has a problem shuffling. Uh. shot. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Wait, can I ask you guys? How do you shuffle your cards? Like, what I like with the dragon shield sleeves, I feel like it's so hard to do like what they call the Indian shuffle. Okay, you do it. You cut it like that. I tend to do like piles of six or eight, and no. like, and yeah. then so, kind of cut through them. Yeah. So I do this. I literally just take like a, a chunk, not not half. Sometimes half, but like I take a chunk, yeah. and then just angle it. And then and then put it through and okay. then expand my hand and let them fan in, and then just do that. Uh, I think I was watching a video that statistically, if you do that uh, more than six times, you have properly randomized the deck. Okay, and that's so, good to know. Yep. Um, that is good to know. But pen and teller. Yep. Um. Oh yeah, oh it's completely different. You so so I mean you could you could talk about it. I don't have to, you're here. I don't have to tell your your co for. Mhm. Mhm. Yes. Yep. 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 We we have ours. Yep. Um, yep. And hopefully, God. hopefully, hopefully, you go down there, win that one, and so then I don't have any stress, and I could just win ours. Rob, do you ever wish like you could just pause your family life and just be like, I'm going to live the best single life you with know, money possible? <laughs> <laughs> you know the funny. You know the funny thing is, is that uh, I keep being tempted to go to the Orlando one with him. Um, it's like and, have, and, have you done have you done it yet have you gone and, and not in not in person uh oh, it's so and, much fun. Uh, and honestly my wife would let me yeah but i know i'm going to do my in-person one at gen con and i kind of want that to be my like first okay. one you know yeah it's a di it's a different vibe completely <laughs> I, I i like honestly i do think you should go to Orlando, <laughs> like, um, right, exactly, exactly. Yep, yeah. yep, yep, yeah. Um, yeah, to oh, interesting. 
So that's not, it's funny because that's not the one that I was telling you about who said that they had like applied for like three and are trying to do it all in one weekend. Uh, that one's out in like Roanoke. Well, no, because what they have, they have three different stores. So they applied basically okay. one for each store. And so they're trying to do like a, a Friday, Saturday, Sunday thing so that people can drive down or drive up, depending on where they're from, and just spend a weekend there, you know, and then knock three out. Um, I don't know if that's how it ended up getting worked out, but. Right, right, like right. Richmond, um, Richmond's not close. It's like, what, like a two-hour drive? Uh, for him. Okay. Yeah, so for me, it's like, an it, it, again, it's like an hour and 20 minutes, hour and 30 minutes, depending on traffic. Yeah. Um. And so it's not it's not the worst thing, but it's not it's not something that I'm going to want to like do on the regular, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um. All right. I think that wraps up what we were playing. Actually, <laughs> no. I, I I have a video game. To talk oh, really? About. Okay. Yeah. So you know, um, everyone's been looking forward to that one big horror game this year. Um, you know. The big one uh in march uh so i decided to pick up the other one <laughs> instead uh paranormosite the seven mysteries of hanjo which is a visual novel uh from square enix which um you follow a, a kid named shogo iki oiki um who's just like an ordinary office worker who uh ha makes a friend with this girl that he met in the park about like a month ago who is looking into like these mysteries, like these cursed mysteries um, that are related to this area of Tokyo. Uh, and so she's during one night, you guys go out in the middle of the night and you encounter, um, you encounter the curse or like, like, and Yoko, like something happens to Yoko and then your character ends up kind of like going on this journey to like try to save her. And so far, I have to say, it's been, for a visual novel, it's been really good uh, and, fair, and grips you really pretty fast. Um, story's really engaging. There's no voice acting from what I've seen so far, but the way it's animated, the way it controls, uh, even on the Steam Deck. Though with the Steam Deck, I will give this a uh, bit of caveat. You have to manually pull up the keyboard from time to time. So like that's like hitting Steam and the X button to pull up this keyboard. So it's a little bit janky in the Steam Deck in that manner. But other than that, it is um, it, it's a pretty good time uh, with the story, how it unfolds, the characters you come across, uh, even some of the horror elements that made me jump playing in bed at night. Um, I think one of my favorite things was when I first booted it up, it was like 1 a.m. and then the achievement unlocked. It's like, play Paranormosite in the middle of the night. Uh, or like, and then like a few days later, it was like, play three nights in a row. Um, and I didn't even know these were achievements. So uh, it, it was a pretty neat uh, experience. Um, yeah, but it, 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 yeah, but the gameplay is pretty simple. It's like you have like a 360 camera, you're, you move the mouse cursor around and uh, click around your surroundings looking for clues and uh, anything that you learn gets added to like your data file. And so you can go back and read through and learn how to respond to um, different folks to like further along the conversation. It's um, like, honestly, it's a bit refreshing. That's, it, it's nice and simple to play in bed at night. 
it doesn't require too much brain energy and it's it's a nice mix of like reading a book and playing a game at the same time uh so yeah i'm still like about two hours in it takes about according to how long to be it's about 12 hours long so i'm curious uh how it all, the story all pans out but i've heard very good things about it um i initially learned about it because polygon put it as like one of the best games for 2023 so far so uh i figured it was a nice probably a nice change of pace at, at, instead of playing another shooter oh uh, yeah a couple <laughs> of like there um there's a moment where it's like uh, uh we meet this mysterious stranger and he's like hey i i think so-and-so moved and you're like that that's not right they shouldn't be able to move and you turn around and then it's just like you're like ah oh, fuck like I, you like you know it's you know it's yeah. coming <laughs> you yeah. know it's coming and it, it just it, it does it so nicely um that it, it still catches you off guard and, 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 yeah and it's like it's japanese horror too so i always like the designs they do uh and like the stories they tell with japanese horror uh i think it's a lot creepier uh, in mm-hmm. nature, or like it has like a nice little mystery to it, um, compared to what you intend to see with a lot of the latest American stuff. It's like less slasher and more, more haunty. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, well that wraps up what we've been playing. Let's go ahead and get into the news. And unfortunately, uh, we are kicking it off now. We are a week late on this, but we're kicking it off with a um, with a bummer. Um, and the loss of Lance Reddick. Uh, The first story we have here is Destiny fans mourn the loss of Lance Reddick. Uh, Guardians flock to the tower to honor Commander Zavala. Uh, Bilal, you want to take this one since you are our in-house Destiny? Yeah. um, Commander Zavala was dad for my character. I was also an Awoken uh, Titan and who looked very much like Zavala, like a younger version. And I would just refer to him as my Destiny dad. And... Lance Reddick is someone I've actually interviewed in the past. Very nice, down-to-earth dude. Um, and even like his interactions with the community, everyone that speaks has sp- spoken about him has just had nothing but nice things to say about just like his character. Um, they were talking... Uh, one of the Destiny uh, employees was talking about a time when... Oh, what, where was it? I think it was Blake Battle. He was talking about how uh, Lance Reddick had mentioned to like uh, some employees at Bungie, like, "Oh, he never did the Wrath of uh, the Machine raid." And so they they they're like, "Okay, we'll set something up. We'll run you through it." And like he wanted an active role. He didn't want to just sit there and do DPS. And mm-hmm. he was like so excited to be part of that group and just be uh, active in it. Like even like the night before he died, like uh, people like were looking at his Bungie profile. Like he was playing Destiny too. Um, you know, it just it's just really sad to see him go like at the age of 60 like this dude unbelievable career in tv and film in in terms of voice acting um like i i i messaged i think in our discord going like oh no uh and like like you didn't even need me to link the story like you knew what i was talking about yeah instantly i was like i know what a bummer yeah um yeah
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, and it was just um, seeing, like, if you went to the tower, you just saw a bunch of players just sitting around Zavala's character, like, as a little act of memorial, um, to, you know, for him, for his character. And, like, I think his wife came out and put out a tweet, like, the outpouring support from the community that they've seen. Um, you know, it, it, it's just nice to see all that. And I think Bungie has also mentioned, like, there's still more Zavala to come. They had a lot of Lion's Redix performances for upcoming seasons uh, already done. And so I'm not sure really how they're going to handle it yeah. going forward, but I imagine there's enough voice lines recorded and stuff that they could figure something out. Yes. Yes, he is. Yep. Yeah. Uh, we'll talk about that. <laughs> uh, it was, it's it's bittersweet seeing seeing him on screen like shortly right after that, mm-hmm. but it's it's nice. All right. Well, uh, there's no easy way to transition, so we'll just go right into the next story. Uh, Electronic Arts is, lays off hundreds of workers despite strong profits. The mass dismissals come despite a 1.3 billion gross profit that EA reported for its latest fiscal quarter. Uh, according to financial statements given to investors in January. Even amidst macro uncertainty, EA is operating from a position of strength, uh, Wilson CEO Andrew Wilson said in announcing the layoffs. He said EA is gaining momentum, but still announced the layoffs a few paragraphs later. Um, it's, I don't know, man. I, I'm, I'm 1.3 like, billion in profits? Yeah. It, it's, it's bad because I'm almost getting like numb to the announcement of all these like there's constant layoffs everywhere Disney just let go of their metaverse yep. unit which like everyone like really went in on that metaverse during covid they were like crypto yeah. is big and it's back and it's yep. metaverse let's do it and yep. now everyone's like oh yeah we had money and we we did stupid things with it yeah uh <laughs> there was a there was a TikTok I saw. I don't know, Rob, if I sent this one to you or not. It was basically this guy's like house sitting for his brother, and he's like, he's like, look at this kitchen. My brother's working the corporate ladder, going to his office job, but look at this kitchen. Look at this house. Why am I chasing my dreams? I'm not making any money chasing my <laughs> dreams. And I was like, I was like, amen to that, brother. Like, yeah. I like, I get it. If you want to chase your dreams, chase your dreams, but. I've seen I've seen them pay for doing that, and I'm the type I'm the type of person that's just like I'd rather have job security and money security, <laughs> uh, and not have to worry uh, too much about all that. But yeah, I know I'm with you. 
Yeah, depending on what your dream is. Yeah. 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 Like, you, you can find your way one way or another. Maybe it's not immediately, but, like, the, I'm happy. I, you know, I sought out my dream. I landed it in a very roundabout weird way. <laughs> it took years, but, um, you know, you, like, watch things like the Oscars. You see people are just like, yeah, you know, I decided to give film or, or, like, editing a shot or write this screenplay in my 50s and they won an Oscar, you know? Like, it, it, I don't think it's ever too late to try but i think you just gotta be smart about what your dream is yeah well i mean listen hopefully all all the people affected by this like land on their yeah. feet again and, and find positions elsewhere uh there's a, there's a twitter thread of like new triple <clears throat> a indie studios yeah. that have opened up in the so, last couple of years there's a crazy amount i i will say that that's the one thing that anecdotally speaking that i see all the time uh, in my social media feed is like anytime these mass layoffs happen like the gaming community goes out of its way to be like hey these people are hiring these people are hiring we're hiring we're hiring yeah. you know and so hopefully it works out uh for them but like i said it's one of those things where it's like i yes this is news uh it sucks and it's dumb especially after they just announced uh, that kind of gross profit uh but it is like I am just getting numb to it because it feels like every month we're getting more and more of this. Yeah. Next bit of news. Ubisoft is skipping E3 2023 as the show continues to fall apart. Assassin's Creed publisher joins Microsoft, Sony, Nintendo. And then we had a couple of new ones, right? It was Sega and Tencent are yep. also skipping out on E3 this year. I There's no way that E3 isn't just like a, a, another version of PAX, right? That's 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 all it could be. At this point, because if you're not getting these big names, you are only going to be, yeah, you're more or less just going to be left with like this. And don't get me wrong, PAX is cool, but PAX is not E3, right? Yeah. Uh, they they fill very different spaces, and so. You you, you know the the thing is is nintendo and then sony like all these companies came out and and honestly like e3 not happening for a couple years because of covid all these companies came out adjusted and said hey check it out we can spend a fraction of the cost we can release these press conferences on youtube on twitch get to isolate and pick and choose when we we show it so we're not sharing the, the spotlight with anybody else and not being compared to anybody else and we're still getting the same massive engagements that we were getting through e3 right i'm i'm i i i'm, I'm telling sure you they do. it's they still, do yeah Yeah, but that, that that's who was watching. No, um, but that's who was watching E3 as well. Every once in a while, you would get a story on E3 about, uh, you know, you would get a story in like the local news station or, or, and stuff like that, talking about E3 and this big conference and stuff like that. But it had evolved to the point where like it it was just becoming like, I mean, it was for the most part just people in the know, right? Because who else is going to sit there? And watch nine hours of press conference, except for people like us, you know. Yeah. And but 
Yes, but that happens with these press conferences. I'm telling you, they release a YouTube video, they get millions and millions of views. Well, you're not listening to the Workprints Gamescast. <laughs> yes, or else you would know. It's 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 summer's game fest now. Um, that's pretty much it. But um, I I think the other thing that does benefit publishers and developers of not having E three as like the big main event is if they do their own side things, they have the press cycle um, of more than like two hours. Because I remember it used to be like you go from Microsoft right into Sony like a day later and everyone's talking about Sony for like the next week. And then, uh, or like if Nintendo has a ma massive conference, no one's talking about Microsoft or Sony. Everyone's talking about um, Nintendo and what they're so, doing. So Xbox and Bethesda's game showcase last summer is currently sitting at 4.1 million views just on YouTube. That's not the, that's not including live the, the live stream on Twitch. Um, and so I'm telling you, the engagement is, is still there. I mean, And Little Mermaid did it. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, but it's not, it's, it's, sure. I understand from our perspective, wanting the whole thing. But what I'm telling you is if, if you, if, right, but if you're a publisher and you're telling me that I can get 5 million eyeballs focused just on my stuff for the weekend, right? Or I can get 6.5 million, right? And they're focused on everything. And now my stuff for this weekend is being, is, is being compared to the stuff that happened an hour before and an hour after. You tell me which one you'd rather have. sure yes but if you're but then but again you're talking now you're talking about being compared and it being listed now what happens if you're company number three and you're watching all these articles saying that you were the third best of that weekend versus just saying i don't need to be compared to anybody i'll just have one weekend and the list now are instead of which of these publishers was best the lists are out of what they showed which of these games was best you're you win across the board there Uh, well, I think, I think, I think, I think we're going to agree to disagree here because obviously, right? 
all these companies are skipping because it's working for them. All right. Uh, all right. Next bit of news. Uh, Disney's version of Mario Kart speeds into early access next month. Disney Speedstorm is racing onto the scene in early access on April 18th. Uh, I believe those who pre-order one of the game's packs of additional content would be able to play Disney Speedstorm on April 18th. I am super curious to see what the first impressions of this game are. Because if people come out and say, hey, this game feels good. <laughs> like, it's a, it's a true, proper uh, Mario Kart contender. It looks uh, good. I, I'll, I'm down. I'm in. I'll, I'll get in there. Yeah. Right? Give me... Ready? Give me a Mario Kart-esque that I can play on any console that's not Nintendo that has a proper online party chat system. I'm in. Let's go. I'm down. You know they're going to do... Yeah. Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. Ma- Correct. A hundred percent. It's one of those things where, like, there's a there's a number of Mario Kart s games out there. Actually, there's a whole bunch of like free to play ones and stuff like that. And uh, but they don't have right. They don't have the IP that a that a Nintendo does that a Disney does, right? And so uh, I think actually it's one of the things that kind of hinders like the Sonic All Star Racing. Some of those games are actually pretty good kart racers. And if you know, in and of themselves, but it's just not the same, you know. Uh, Looking at you, PlayStation All Star Bros. Okay, well, hold on. <laughs> that game was was ahead of its time. No, that game is ahead of its time. That game is very good. Uh, oh, I, it could be. I guess. Nah, eh, we'll get to that one later. All right. Next bit of news: Elden Ring update adds ray tracing for PC, PS5, Xbox Series X, and a bunch of balancing. Uh, changes as well also the um, ray tracing is broken <laughs> yes of course it is of course it is. it's i feel like i feel like more often than not ray tracing is broken uh rather than not being broken and working properly uh what was the, i had to go in yeah like midnight suns midnight suns i had to go in and turn off ray tracing or else it just like wouldn't launch properly um I also love when they like show ray tracing like on a forty eighty. Um, it's just like it's like well, what are you doing? Like yeah. do it on a tw- show me on a twenty eighty or like yeah, a yeah. thirty seventy. Yep. Um, I listen. I uh, I've been wanting to go back to Elden Ring, but it's also one of those things like I just need new content at this point. Yeah. Uh, balance changes and and ray tracing updates just aren't going to get me there. All right. I mentioned Sonic earlier. We're talking about Sonic Origins Plus uh is coming it will make amy and knuckles playable in classic sonic games plus it gets 12 game gear titles in emulation uh the sega say yeah. launch of sonic origins for june 23rd and it includes the games released in last year's anthology in addition to the game gear titles which will be playable in the emulation in the games museum for good measure amy rose will be a player character playable character in all four of those games with knuckles playable in sonic cd and for those who bought Sonic Origins last year, they can upgrade to Sonic Origins Plus with a $9.99 expansion pack. Uh, yeah. 
This is cool. I mean, the only games I actually care about are Sonic, Sonic the Hedgehog 2, Sonic CD, and Sonic the Hedgehog 3, and Knuckles. After that, <laughs> couldn't care less. Available uh, on, on quite everything? A... Yeah, Switch, PS4, PS5, PC, Xbox One, Series X. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep, yep. Um... Uh, it's gonna. It's. And those who buy the physical version will also get a twenty-page art book that spans the franchise's history. I don't. Know, I always think these anthology things are cool. Uh, I. I stop picking them up because every time I pick them up, I play them for like a day, and then I'm like, oh yeah, old games are old. Yeah. All right. Next bit of news. This is the weirdest story of the past, like. I don't understand anything around this one. <laughs> so multiverses is going offline. And if that if that was the story, if that was it, right? I'd I'd be like I'd be like, okay, yeah, that's uh, all right. Not enough people were playing. Multiverses I thought was was really cool and it's just it's just done. Uh but that's not actually what they say is happening here. And so uh, they are pulling okay, it. So for for those listening to the podcast, <laughs> Kev got up, did like a victory lap around the room, comes back, and then says what? Yes, and so uh, yeah, so that game will become largely unplayable in June. It's being pulled from digital stores on April fourth, and will go offline. But they are targeting an early twenty twenty four proper release. And there's uh, no refunds of any kind being no, given and, and, and their wording, right? Uh, they're not closing multiverses. They're closing the multiverses open beta on June 25th, 2023. Uh, they'll be pausing updates, taking the game offline as we prepare for the launch of multiverses, which we're targeting for early 2024. They say that part of the reason they do is they know that there's still a lot of work to do. As a result, we have a clearer view of what we need to focus on specifically the content cadence of new characters, maps, and modes to give you more ways to enjoy the game. Now, they're not wrong about this mm -hmm. because we talked about this in the past. Multiverses came out of the gates hot, had a, a, a fairly large player base, and then the content was like every week or every two weeks they were releasing a new character, the content cadence was there, and then it just died. Nothing, right? Silence. No new content. Nothing was coming out. And... More often than not, they were delaying the launch of the content by like one or two days every single time because they were having issues on release. And so uh, I just think it's so weird for them to be like, yeah, we're stopping in June. It'll be back in 2024. You don't get your money back. So we're going to be back. It's so like, I mean, if they come. If they come back. Then all right. Fine. I guess it's also one of those things where like, yes, but it's also where they refund everyone. <laughs> well, but it's also one of those things where like, it's also one of those things where like, if a game, if a game released in retail and had horrible reviews and had an online component, right? Let's just say that it was mostly small. online, right? <laughs> yes. And then, and then closed down but told you that they were shutting off the servers, you know, uh, six months in advance, four, five months in advance, four months in advance, whatever it is at this point, uh, nobody would be demanding a refund, you know? Yeah. I think, I think 
because it is an online only release, because it is a a free to play game, and because we just had Rumbleverse shut down after its its short lived launch, and offer full refunds to everybody, I think that's part of the reason why the expectation is like this game better come back. <laughs> if not, there's gonna be pitchforks out uh, for these refunds. I. Oh. Warner. <laughs> I I I mean I I agree, but also I agree. It shouldn't be that often. They need they needed to nail down a proper cadence. They need to do something along the lines of like what Apex does, right? Apex goes, okay, here's one new character every season, you know? Versus, yes, yep, 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 exactly. Verse, versus, say, like a Marvel's Avengers, which was like, hey, uh, yeah, this character is going to come um, at some point. <laughs> yep. Spider-Man, he's coming, he's coming, I yep. promise. We got pictures. Yep. <laughs> yep, yep, you guys like that Spider-Man, right? I got uh, Peter Parker giving me photos of Spider-Man yep. in Marvel's Avengers. Yep, and then... Uh, Yep, and then we get we get announcements like, uh, so we're ready to announce our next character dropping, uh, and it is uh, Hawkeye, and our next character after that is uh, Hawkeye. <laughs> but Spider Man's coming at some point on one platform. Anyway, uh, yeah, this is so weird. This whole situation is weird. I'm I'm excited for early 2024, and maybe I'll start playing this game again because oh, I actually God. had you- a lot of fun. Do you game. think they gate the characters again, like the ones that they released? Like, do you think they like they launch with like twelve, and then they like they're like, hey, you remember you remember Gandalf? Now now he's coming out in May twenty twenty four. Not, I mean, no, I think I think they yeah. release all the characters that have been released to this point. I think they do gate them the same way, unless you've already purchased them or unlocked them. And I think that they then say, hey. We have we now have a steady cadence of like our seasons are gonna be a month and a half, and then you'll get one new character or two new characters every season. And honestly, if I had to like a, the most optimistic view right now is they are currently just like building up a cache of characters that they are playtesting and developing so that they can actually have like when they do relaunch, they're like, yeah, we've already got six in the chamber, you know, like we're gonna be able to hit this cadence, and it gives us this space to be like. All right, let's work on this while we also balance this at the same time. I mean, look, we, we've time and time again, we are learning that live service games as a whole are difficult to get right. You know, yeah. even the most veteran of them mess up. Uh, I'm looking at you, Destiny 2. And what's the newest one beyond? No, what's it? What's Lightfall. it? Lightfall. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you got a little bit of warfarin no, in your throat. Yeah, it's, al- it's, it's al- it, allergies. I got it. Allergies. No worries. Uh-huh. Well, I feel like 
I think there's I think there's licensing and content issues because like think about it, Warner Brothers went through this massive um, discovery merger acquisition, yeah. and there's been a ton of layoffs within on the studio side across all of Warner, um, and I, they're letting go a lot of their library content. So um, I'm very curious to see see or read about if there's been anything on the gaming side. Like I I ho- hope. There's a Jason Trier article coming on like what happened with multiverses sometime this week. Mm-hmm. 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 Yep. Could you could you imagine if Gmail was like, "Hey, we know you've been using uh, your Gmail account for eight years, and this is your primary email address, but we're gonna shut it down for eight months, and you know you won't have access to it. If people email you, shit out of luck. But we're only giving you two weeks to get your uh, stuff in uh, order because this is a beta, and then next year you can we'll hold on to your handle for you." <laughs> Come on, man. A hundred percent. Also, beta just means different things these days, right? Like, yeah. I mean, Minecraft broke the definition of beta, and that so was like super alpha. <laughs> yep. And so, yeah, no, I, I, it's such a wild, wild story. When I read this, I was just like, "What?" It's so. Oh man, it. Uh, I don't know. Corpse be corporating. Yep. All right. Moving on, Star Wars Jedi Survivor's new story trailer brings back two fan favorites. Pick up where the newest Jedi here left off on April 28th. I am... Dude, this trailer is so good. (laughs) Everything about this game looks fantastic. I just just had the story here to be like, yeah, this game looks good. (laughs) So I am very much in... Like, I am treating this game the same way I treat, like, movies that I know I'm going to watch no matter what. And yeah. I have avoided this for like I'm not even looking at the screen where you're you're playing it right now. Yeah, uh, I've avoided literally everything I can avoid about about this game, and I'm ready to just go in and and experience it. I cannot wait. Granted, I've seen like some screenshots here and there. It's impossible to avoid completely. Uh, and yeah, I am I am so so hyped. I'm also like, uh, Respawn might be my favorite developers of all time now. You know, like they're up there. Um. Like along along with Bungie, yeah, yeah absolutely. Day one, this yeah. is day one. Like, yeah. All right. have you played the first one? Nice. Ooh, yes. Oh. Mhm. Yeah. Mhm. Yeah. Did you guys uh, are you guys caught up on the new season of Mandalorian by any chance? I am not because that's something I watched with the family, and so how I, ma- how many have you watched? I haven't watched any because all right. So okay. here's 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 the other thing about me not yeah. about me not playing uh, a ton of games and stuff like that is uh, my wife has only been home for one weekend this month. Oh, Every wow. other weekend she's been uh, she's been out of town, and so I it was a lot of like you know single dad. The type stuff and so my whole time was 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 taken up and stuff like that no and wonder so, she's letting you go to orlando <laughs> i mean that's well why she would let me go to orlando <laughs> yeah. yeah if i wanted yeah. to yes yes it says yeah yeah no 100 percent. 
and part of me wants to like play that card but uh but also no uh, no, i get it no the the only reason i mention it is um because one of my favorite things in the first uh jedi fallen order was when that game starts off you're in this like imperial shipwreck junkyard and and the scale of it is just like enormous like mando kind of uh, does one of those locations in uh, the season for like uh, for a little bit and i was just like i was like i remember the first time of just like seeing the scale of like one of these ships on a planet was like in a fallen order and it was just like such a cool star wars things that that you don't see in the movies or anything and i I loved it. it like they know how to do star wars and get that feel just right and like the from the trailers for this game uh, i'm just so so excited speaking of ridiculous scale Zack snyder has let <laughs> slip he's making a ridiculous scale rpg video game based on rebel moon Bilal literally rebel moon. <laughs> i didn't uh, mean to <laughs> i know i know it's great uh so rebel moon is a i believe it's a netflix hold on so rebel moon was a project that he was first started to develop for uh I think he was trying to develop... I had just read an article about this. I think he originally wanted to develop it as part of an actual IP. I don't remember if it was Star Wars or something or another. But uh, yeah, he has a... Space opera film, Rebel Moon. And so uh, he ended up... Yeah, so Rebel Moon is set to be released on December 22nd, 2023 and will stream on Netflix. So he ended up selling it to Netflix. And he came out and said that uh, the one thing that I haven't really, that I'm having a really good time with, and I don't really know if I'm supposed to talk about it, is this RPG that we're doing that is just literally insane and so immersive and so intense and so huge. Um, There's more coming, but all I'll say is that it was pitched to me because I've always wanted to do an RPG. Like, well, we could do it at this scale or we could do it at a ridiculous scale. And Snyder briefly elaborated further, revealing that he pitched the idea for the game himself to an as-of-yet-unnamed developer and hinting that the project is still relatively early in development. This Uh, is going to be... I know he's saying this. I have a feeling it's going to be like a pixel art RPG available on the Netflix app. You know what it's going to be like? Do you remember there was... Yeah. No, but there was that one video game that was released in conjecture with that sci-fi show that oh, had come out uh, defiance yes yes it's gonna be like that where it's where it's like xbox 360 era graphics and and gameplay and a, a complete cash grab there's just no i have no faith that this will be good um although i, I like, like his, uh, I like his work with green green screens. Like I think there's very few people that know how to use a green screen as well as he does. But yeah, in terms of overall quality, I don't know. He he did those two zombie movies for Netflix, didn't he? Was that Zack Snyder who did those? Let's see. Yeah, arm yeah, Ar- no, Army of the Dead. I actually liked Army of the Dead. I thought it was fun. That's the one with that's the one with Dave oh. Batista on Netflix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's one where they go to Vegas, right? I never got yeah, around yeah, to yeah. seeing that. Yep. And so I like, I like, I like that stuff. I still think his movies are super pretty, and I actually mm-hmm. think that, as far as like cinematography is concerned, that they're decent. I think this, the as, as we're talking DC stuff, I think the stories have been trash. I like um, Man of Steel. 
I know that's uh, I know. I but think I'm not really a big uh, think, comic book fan for DC, so I I think I think hindsight being 2020, I yeah. think it's fine. <laughs> yeah. I think when it first came out, I think when it first came out, I did yeah. not like it very much, and yeah, yeah, yep, yeah. Three uh, three hundred. That's that's the answer to your question. Three hundred. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Probably, probably the right answer. Yeah, Sucker Punch was terrible. No, I I like Watchmen. You don't like Watchmen? I like Watchmen. I never watched Watchmen. Watchmen. Mm. Yeah, I think I. So one of the things I do like about his style is that for the most part, especially with Watchmen, he does stay like very true. Like the stuff looks like graphic novels on screen, and so I think I like his aesthetic more than I actually like his movies. Uh, all right. Yes. Yep. All right, moving on. EA is pulling Battlefield Bad Company games in 1943 from stores. The last day to purchase Legacy Battlefield games is April 28th. And that's all you need to know. No, not, The three of us do not care about this story. Yeah. Next bit of news. I, I'm just, let's be honest, right? Like, we, yeah, yeah. Uh, Ghostwire Tokyo is finally coming to Xbox in Game Pass. Now, this, I might be the only one who cares about, but I'm excited because... Tango Games Work Supernatural Adventure Game Ghostwire Tokyo is coming to Xbox Series X and Microsoft's Game Pass subscription service on April 12th. Uh, coinciding with Ghostwire Tokyo's Xbox Series X release is a free update for the original game on both PlayStation 5 and PC. The Spider's Thread update, as Tango and Bethesda call it, will add new locations throughout Tokyo, which include new missions and additional mysteries to solve. The game's core storyline will also be updated with extended cutscenes, granting players a deeper look into the plot, according to the developer. I really enjoyed Ghostwire Tokyo. I think it is the most aggressive 7.5 game out of 10 <laughs> uh, that I is out that. there. Uh, which is why I think I think it coming to Game Pass is perfect. Like this sometimes is sometimes sometimes you just need a 7.5 in your yeah, life. Like, it, that's it really the palate cleanser. It, no, it, yes, no, yes. It, it really is one of those things where like yeah. I was playing it, and I was like, oh, I'm having fun playing this, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm, I want to come back to it. I sat down and I beat it in a in a handful of sittings, and then I was done. I was done. You know, I didn't think about it again, and uh, I think it, I think I think it has some really cool. See, I'm, uh, like I said, I'm totally fine with that kind of stuff. I think it has some really cool mechanics. It's very much like for me, where like I will, it's like Army of the Dead. Right, I enjoyed that for what it was, and then I don't need to watch it ever again. And so that's kind of what Ghostwire Tokyo is. That being said, I might play this again, considering that uh, it is uh, has some new content. I also really like Tango Games Works aesthetic once again. Right, I like the Evil Within one and two. I like Ghostwire Tokyo. I love High Five Rush. I mean, High Five Rush is probably the best thing they've done. Uh, it's either that or Evil Within two is you know one of the best things they've done and so uh i i think it's i i think that game is very very cool um and 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 it's good it's not great it's just not it's like aggressively good and and i think that's fine especially on game pass and so i'm excited to pick this up i'm also excited to pick this up and play it on xbox controller which i prefer over the dual sense Yeah, I just want to. Yeah, I just want to be real. Like, it's not. It's definitely not for everybody. I think there are some people that are. It's gonna vibe with. Um, but it's like Outriders for us. We love that game, but we know it has. Yes, yes. We know although, it has problems, but although, it's yeah. so much fun. 
right. Oh, it was so much fun. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yep. <laughs> Agreed. 100%. And then they waited a year to drop an expansion that, that everyone bounced off of. That is one of the only games where where Blah and I have said, "Yeah, this should have been a live service game." <laughs> like, <laughs> like they messed in, up in an era of so many live service games. Mm-hmm. Like Square was like, "You know what? We're not gonna do it." We're, nope. we're just not and everyone's like yeah yeah no that makes sense and then we played it and we're like shit this should have been a live service game yep all right moving on xbox hopping hope hopping xbox hoping to launch mobile game store as early as next year phil spencer says that activision blizzard deal is critically important to the strategy um we we have kind of known this the whole time right i mean they've kind of talked about it how one of the things they really want out of this Activision Blizzard acquisition is King and all the games uh, on their platform. Uh, he went out and Spencer noted, uh, cited Candy Crush, Call of Duty Mobile, Diablo Mortal as games that would be critically important to the success of this strategy. And that's been their whole deal this whole time, right? Like at some point, Xbox said, yeah, we're console manufacturers, but we're also, we're just a services company. You know, this is what has worked for us on uh as far as like windows and office concerned and this is what we see as the future it's also like one of those things that like future proofs them right if tomorrow they say all right you know what we're out of the console manufacturing uh business and we're just going to continue with game pass you know we're just going to continue being a services company they can do that right and one of the things that allows them to do that is making their games ubiquitous across not just xbox but also on pc right now transitioning over to xbox game pass on mobile being able to cloud stream your games on mobile and play them there then couple that with you know this mobile store that they want to bring uh forward like all of this makes a ton of sense it also explains you know it also makes me feel like when they talk about king being possibly the most important part of this activision blizzard deal or at least a very important part that they're not just like trying to downplay the you know Call yeah. of Duty and those titles. Um, it in, m- makes a ton of sense. Yeah, in in my mind, and this is how I'm hoping this ends up playing out. Is like mm-hmm. one of the things with cloud gaming right now is some games are fine, like you RPGs mm-hmm, or something mm-hmm. that's not too Twitch related uh or like fast reaction related um like those games are perfectly fine to play on uh, cloud gaming but if i wanted to play halo or forza or something sometimes you hit that latency and if there was some way they could maybe like hey download 10 gigs of this game it's not Mm -hmm. the entire game it's just portions of this game and you play latency free while you're like cloud streaming the rest of like what you need to interact with the servers that would be awesome like (laughs) the assets would be smaller um because it's a mobile screen if they could somehow do that i think that would change <laughs> that would change so much in the gaming landscape yeah that's I mean, kind of my hope and dreams with it all i i think that's the best case scenario but i also think just the idea of like hey yes call of duty mobile is free to play but if you subscribe to game pass you get the battle pass every month right mm-hmm. uh, um I think stuff like that is 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 actually where what we're gonna see out of something like this, and so yeah, even that is cool. I, hey, not for nothing, but Call of Duty Mobile, uh, when you're playing with a controller, is a a a, a pretty good experience. Makes okay. it feel like makes it feel like you're cheating though. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Right. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I have a, a friend of mine who uh, he works like overnights at his job and he remotes plays into his console. And it's not the best experience, but it's better than, you know, sitting in his job where he's not doing anything with no supervision for hours and hours. Like there is a threshold where you're like, you know what, this is fine. It's getting the job done and it's better than nothing. And so I, I think it's 100% right. And it is one of those things where like cloud streaming is the way Microsoft has positioned cloud streaming as this like additive benefit instead of this like whole separate service uh, has been genius because it doesn't, it's not meant for us as like our everyday driver, you know, but not for nothing, but I've definitely been in a situation where I was like, I, I'm here on vacation but I can pop in and I could play, like you said, this turn-based RPG, you know, on my phone and still have a good time. Um, all right. Speaking of Game Pass, we have games coming to Game Pass. Available today, Nino Kuni, Revenant Kingdom, the Prince's Edition is available on cloud, console, and PC. Releasing yesterday is MLB <laughs> The Show 23. Uh, that available day one with Game Pass. This is always like the wildest thing is that part of the like, this is a game developed by a Sony owned studio and MOB just being the powerhouse that it is strong arming them into saying like, hey, you have to release on all platforms. And also we've struck this deal with Microsoft and it's coming day one with Game Pass. I feel like I get so much free MLB in my life right now. Like through T-Mobile, I just got a free year of MLB TV through game pass to get the game for free and so it's like it's like what's happening with baseball do they need more eyes is viewership down no so that's the funny thing i mean yes and no so uh and and also just because like part of the part of baseball having you know 160 game season or whatever it is is that like those tv deals are massive you know like that's where all the money comes from is those tv deals and so Getting people in on on that is like them giving away a year of uh, MLB Death TV in the hopes that you like enjoy it and then come back and and stay like it's totally worth it. Uh, Infinite Guitars, or, go ahead. Mhm. Mm mhm. Mm yeah, they they. Yeah, they announced. They announced a report that, on average, they cut 26 minutes from spring training games. Oh, uh, wow. it's, it's, you know, spring training games tend to be faster anyway, right? Uh, but to take 26 minutes, if you're taking a half hour even off of, like, a full nine-inning game, that's a huge chunk of time that you're taking off. And it does. It makes it infinitely more watchable. Um, yeah, Infinite Guitars is coming March 30th, so tomorrow at the time of this recording. Uh, that's coming to cloud, console, and PC. Uh, and then, as we talked about earlier, uh, Ghostwire Tokyo is coming April 12th. I anticipate that in by next week's podcast, we'll have a new Game Pass article about the first half of April's games. Uh, yeah, As always, Xbox Game Pass giveth. Xbox Game Pass taketh away. Leaving on March 31st, 
A Memoir Blue, Chinatown Detective Agency, Cluster Truck, Double Dragon Neon, which I have uh, played through and had a pretty good time playing locally with one of my buddies, Kraken Academy, MLB The Show 22, and Power Rangers Battle for the Grid. Power Rangers Battle for the Grid has been on Game Pass for like ever. Um, I've heard I, it's gotten only better with time. They've released a ton of characters. It, it was already like had pretty good netcode and it was a half decent fighting game in and of itself. I just, the, my problem is that like I haven't watched Power Rangers in since 20, <laughs> 20 some odd, yeah, 20 some odd years. And so like all the characters in there are like characters I don't know. And they they also rely heavily on I think characters like the comic book series, and so it's just like uh, you know I can't relate to it. All right, moving on. After backlash, Xbox's next big game wants to ditch always online. So uh, Arcane's upcoming Xbox and PC co-op vampire shooter Redfall was planned to be always online. Uh, they did come out and say that they are here. We go. Redfall game director Harvey Smith explained that Arcane and his studio listen to players and have a lot of empathy for folks who don't have consistent internet connections. We do take complaints about Always Online with a lot of empathy, Smith explained. We listen and we have already started to work to address this in the future. We have to do some things like encrypt your save games and do a bunch of UI work to support it, and so we are looking into it. I'm not supposed to promise anything, but we're looking into and working actively toward fixing that in the future. Um... Smith suggests that devs have two ways to react to these complaints. Listen and try to fix things or point out that everything else is always online. Devs could say, oh my God, you're always online. If you get on your Steam and it's not online, you freak out. You get on your Xbox and you can't get the latest patch or see what your friends are doing, you freak out. You want to be always online. But that response, I think, lacks empathy, which I think is hilarious because it's one of those things where you're like, he's totally being like, hey, knuckleheads, like, this is the light. This is the world we live in. This is already how you're living. But still, also, I understand. You know, I, I honestly at this point where I'm just like, I, I don't get it, folks. I, I really don't get it. Yeah, I mean, well, we're also we're in a fortuitous position where like, look, you see the stream, right? Yeah. No, neither of us are lacking for internet. You know, broadband is abundant. We're in the areas where we are, and so I do understand that there are. Um, some places where the infrastructure is just not there and so uh he says that the reason that it required always online is that always online allows us to do some accessibility stuff it allows us for telemetry like if everybody's falling off ladders and dying uh crap that shows up and so we can go and tweak the ladder code there are reasons we set out to do that that are not insidious so it wasn't a situation where they were trying to just like what they say it wasn't just some cash grab right yeah. Um, that being said, I think this is like, I, I've talked about this in the past, like developers need to come out and, and be open and transparent and communicative with the community. And so just coming out and being like, Hey, we hear you. We're, we're going to work on it. You know, like this kind of, uh, response goes a long way in my opinion. And so, yeah, it doesn't affect me. It doesn't affect you. Um, but just the fact that they're like, Hey, yeah, maybe we we're trying to figure out a way that we don't need to have it always online, um, and en enough people have been saying that this is kind of a bummer. And they, they and we did make this game. That's the other thing, is that they they say that they did make this game to be even though it is a co op shooter, it is totally playable in solo. 
And so um, they uh, them coming out and saying like, hey, we're going to work on trying to make this, you know, not require online requirement. Like that in and of itself is more than you get from a lot of studios. So whether or not they do it is another thing, right? This could all just be smoke being blown. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 And and that game still makes like a ridiculous amount of money every day <laughs> after all that. I uh, actually speaking of which, um, did anyone check out that Diablo Four open nope. beta? Nope. Because that is another one of those games where I am absolutely gonna play that game. So I I don't I'm not touching it till that game releases, and then was- I'm all in. I was very happy to hear the uh, just nonstop positive buzz around yeah, that yep. entire beta. Yep. No, I am very hyped. That is the perfect like hang out with friends, BS for like two, three hours and not realize where the time goes kind of game. You don't need to be playing with them as long as they're on, all on Discord and just like yep, yep. <laughs> playing. It's, yep. it's a bunch of fun. Um, all right, moving on. Xbox's Elite Controller now available in red and blue. So, uh, Xbox Elite Series X, uh, oh, sorry, Xbox Elite Series Two controller is now available in two more colors, red and blue, to accompany the standard black and white version that Microsoft began selling this last fall. The new controllers sell for one thirty nine ninety nine and are available for pre order now. Again, these are the core version, meaning that these are not, uh, they don't have all of the paddles and swappable sticks. Uh, that being said. I, as somebody who already owns uh, an Elite controller, and the fact that these controllers, at least in my experience, and granted, I am not the normal use case. I, I use it way more than I think most people would. Um, I go through these fairly often. So the idea of like being able to pick up different colors and being able to just swap out the paddles and stuff, which I already have a ton of, uh is awesome i also really like this shade of red and blue because it reminds me of like uh red versus blue like the yeah. halo series that you know uh, machine or whatever used to do like i think these are the perfect shades i uh, uh mm. oh, but... yeah so so they they refuse to let go of their uh black like textured grips, and so. Uh, I, I, I know I know. You know the I, white one they did it. They did it, yeah. The white one. I think the white one looks a little bit cleaner. Actually, the white yeah. one kind of looks like my car, uh, which is like a two tone white and 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 black. Uh, but yes, I will say that that is the one thing that's a little bit off putting, is it 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 looks like they're wearing like a. You know the like uh, rubber overalls that people will wear when they go like trudging through swamps and stuff like that. Like it kind of looks like they're wearing those. Um, that being said, I, I'm probably gonna end up grabbing one of these at some point. All right, moving on. Uh, oh my god! I, listen, as somebody yeah. who has who has owned 
and 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 play tested and returned a lot of these like premium controllers from scuffs to the razor wolverines to the elites the elite is the best one i i, I don't even think it's close the elite is the best one um Uh, yeah, so we have the PlayStation Plus lineup. Uh, Uncharted Legacy of Thieves Collection, Immortals Phoenix Rising, Ghostwire Tokyo for the PlayStation 5. Leave the slate of games joining PlayStation Plus new extra tier of downloadable titles in March. Both titles are available beginning March 21st. Other games available to extra level subscribers include Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Extraction and Chia, a day one release for that colorful indie adventure game Sony announced Wednesday. See, this is one of those things, right? When I saw this, that was like, I. It's so weird to me to hear Sony talk about like Microsoft withholding titles and stuff like that when Ghostwire Tokyo is coming to PlayStation Plus. You know, a Microsoft-owned game. I think Skyrim was it. Skyrim does on there as well. Mm -hmm. They joined uh, like a few weeks prior. Yep. Additionally, Life is Strange Two, Life is Strange Two Colors, Street Fighter Five Championship Edition, Final Fantasy Type Zero HD. Untitled Goose Game, Rage 2, Haven, Neo The World Ends With You, and Dragon Ball Z Kakarot will join PlayStation Plus extra tiers. Those at the premium level subscription, the top tier in the PlayStation Plus membership, can pick up three classic titles for PS1, PlayStation 3, and PlayStation Portable. They are Ridge Racer Type 4, Ape Escape 2, Siphon Filter, Dark Mirror. Um, I'm, I'm going to be 100% honest. We've done this article every month, right? That Since we brought the podcast back. And every month since they've released these new tiers. This lineup of games is a fantastic lineup of games. I still can't buy in because of the whole day one releases, you know, like first party day one releases. The 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 value still isn't there compared to like Xbox Game Pass. But I mean, there is, it's, you'll be hard pressed to find a, a single title that I na just named outside of maybe Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. That is not a, uh, uh, and Rage 2. That is not kind of a banger. And so. Well, no, 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 come on. I'm not talking about premium level. I could care less. I'm, I'm very much of the old games are old camp, but. I mean that's that's what that's what that's what you get when you when you, you want those PS one, PS three, and PlayStation Portable games, you know. Uh, I yeah, again, it's one of those things where like I still don't think the value's there. If they would just suck it up and say, yeah, they uh, like first party titles are fine. First party titles aren't there day and date. If they even said like, hey, first party titles will be there like a month later, two months later, right after launch, then I'm in. I'll, I'll be there you know do it do a an hbo max model right <laughs> release uh shazam in theaters no one goes and sees it and then it'll come to hbo max a month and a half later all right yep yep all right uh, next bit of news, The Last of Us is the latest PC port to bomb and players are beyond fed up. 
Uh, the Last of Us Part 1 is the latest console to PC port to badly stumble out of the gate. Where report players reporting multiple issues, dragging down his visual performance, if not crashing the game altogether. Uh, Naughty Dog acknowledged the problems in a tweet on Tuesday and said developers are prioritizing updates to resolve the problems in the coming days. Um, I think yeah, so I saw someone complaining on uh, Steam Deck uh, uh, Facebook group earlier today of being like, hey, if you decide to play this on Steam Deck, it compiles shaders for like an hour and a half before you can even get into the game. And even it's then fun. it runs like 20 to 30 frames per second. It's funny because this is a joint port uh, by Naughty Dog and Iron Galaxy. And Iron Galaxy is usually pretty good about helping out on ports and stuff like that. I feel um, like it might have come in too fast because... Think about the timing of this. This is like right after the first season right. has ended. And I think yep. they're trying to aim for this window. Maybe it was not enough time um, around that. I'm very curious. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's, again, it's one of those things where, like, I I think that game's fantastic. Uh, I think it's very much a, a, I think it's a 9 out of 10. And most of that 9 is based on this story. Yeah. Um. I'm in no rush to play this game again because the thought of actually having to play that game and it's terrible shooting just oh. Um, that being said, it's still a bummer to see that like this new group of players that can finally play it. People who haven't had a PlayStation in the past and uh, our PC diehards are now getting this terrible port. Like in 2023, there's just no excuse for it anymore. Bad ports just shouldn't happen, especially not when it's something that's being ported to like PC. I understand like a port coming in and being overly ambitious for something like the switch. Uh, but for it to be a PC port and be this terrible is, I don't, it's, it's rough, especially when you're talking about like one of the prestige titles, right. In our, in, in gaming, in the land gaming landscape. Um, all right. Next bit. Yeah. Next bit of news. PlayStation plus is free games for April include Sackboy and a day and date launch. So the PlayStation Plus Essential subscribers free games for April are Meet Your Maker, Sackboy A Big Adventure, and Tales of Iron. Uh, Meet Your Maker is a day and date launch on PlayStation Plus Essential. The game is a first person shooter with base building and rating elements. Uh, Sackboy A Big Adventure is a little big planet platforming spinoff that launched in 2020 and is a uh, can be played cooperatively. Me and my daughter played through this entire game. I think it might be the first game that she beat all the way through. Was this the launch title for it was. PS5? Yep. Okay. I've been wanting to play this, but I didn't want to buy it. So it's it's I, I actually highly recommend it. I think it's it's a it's a pretty great uh, co-op platformer. Okay. Um, and then Tales of Iron is a role-playing game whose players take control of Reggie, heir to the Wrath Throne, who must restore the kingdom by defeating the evil, the vile Frog Clan. Uh, yeah. Again, one of those things where like. I still think the PlayStation Plus Essential tier is perfectly fine for, for most players. And uh, I think this lineup is solid, especially with me being really high on Sackboy at Big Adventure. Um, I had a lot of fun with that game. And so I, I can't recommend it enough, honestly, especially if you are already a PlayStation Plus Essential subscriber. Now on to Nintendo. Nintendo expands Switch Online Library with more Game Boy Classics and Kirby. Nintendo has announced the latest batch of retro titles to retro titles to launch the Nintendo Switch online service. Two of the four games are Game Boy Classics. They are uh, Kirby's Dream Land 2 
and Burger Time Deluxe. The other two titles are Side Pocket for the SNES and Classic Scrolling Shmup uh, Zevius for the NES. Uh, I, I, I don't know. Bilal, are you paying for the upgraded? Nope. Uh, I, I have an analog pocket, and if I'm going to play these games, it's going to be on that uh, or on the Steam Deck. That's, Kevin, that's where I'm at. Kevin, do you have a Switch? I don't think we've ever talked about this. Okay. Do you, but do you pay for the expansion I, pass? Okay. Uh, it, get, it, it gets you some cool stuff if that's what you're looking for, but um, what, what's included in there? Let's see. So, so, you'll be getting those. So, like they, so what you get is you'll get Mario Kart Eight Deluxe Booster Course Pass. So it's like the forty-eight new courses that will release through the end of the year. You get the Animal Crossing uh, New Horizons uh, expansion. You get the Splatoon Two Octo expansion as part of the expansion pass, and then you get N sixty four online. Uh, uh, Game Boy Advance and Genesis as well, and I believe they announced um, they have announced Pokemon is coming in the Game Boy Collection. The price point. I want I, I want that Dragon Ball RPG that I never got to play on the Game Boy Advance. You know, yeah, Legend of Goku one and two. <laughs> I always remember looking. I always remember looking at a like at Walmart or back in the day, just like behind the glasses, like I want it, Mom. Can I get it? She said no. Every time. I, I know, but now I barely get time to play anything and I have to pick and choose. Like, like Paranormal Site. I like it. <laughs> Alright. Last news for the week. Uh, they showed off more footage of Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom in a 10-minute... Uh, they've showed of off footage. <laughs> yeah. And so uh, this was what yesterday, right? Yeah, oh. yesterday they showed off a ten-minute trailer that had a, a gameplay. They showed off some of the new abilities. Uh, there's recall. Link has a new ability called recall, which can rewind object movement. There's weapon fusing, which uh, you can use the ability to fuse a stick to a rock to make a hammer-like weapon before turning a long stick and a pitchfork into a long spear weapon. There's Ultra Hand, which is essentially the same thing, but for non-combat uh, items. There's Ascend, which lets them ascend through a ceiling, gets a floor above. And then they showed off new weapons. They showed off that weapon degradation is coming. I, uh, I don't know what it is. I'm sure once I get this game and, and I play it, I'll love it. I think that we have known about this game for so long. And the first one released so long ago now 
that the fact that this looks like more of the same to me i am i this like this trailer had this gameplay trailer had the opposite effect on me like instead of getting me hyped for it it kind of just like cooled off any any hype i had for it mm-hmm mm-hmm Yeah, and yeah, and it's funny because if you release this game two years after the first one, right? Two and a half years, three years after the first one, then then I'm like, yeah, sure, give me more of the same, right? Like I I'm okay with it. But I but so much time has passed, and we've known about this game for so long, and they've teased this game for so long that for it to just and granted, I'm sure there's plenty of surprises still ahead, but for it to just kind of yeah, for it to just kind of look like more of the same. And maybe maybe I'm wrong. Maybe stuff like Ultra Hand and uh, Weapon Fusion will be a huge deal, right? Um, but, yes, right. I played through it twice and did all the dungeons. So, like, the, well, the shrines. I did all the shrines. Mm -hmm. Um... I didn't go for the Korok seeds. I mean, uh, honestly, like this is I'm lo I'm just looking for more Breath of the Wild, and so for me this is fine. Yeah, uh, and I, I, still I, I still think the two D Zeldas that. are superior, um, mm -hmm. as a Zelda format. That's just me, but but it, it's I I I I'll put it like this. Uh, my old boss is playing. He's like you know. Uh, he's like I decided to fire up Breath of the Wild again, and he's like I'm still having so much fun with this game. Uh, on like what is probably like second or third playthrough now and he's like there's just so much that you can do and how you can uh attempt to do it um so just like seeing all these new was it the slate abilities as well and kind of it you know it just like it, it it feels to me that feels fresh like especially with like the new areas that the landscape has changed too um i just hope uh, we get proper dungeons back and not what they did with those beasts in Breath of the Wild. I thought those were, it was cool at first, but then I just missed the classic dungeons. Like, I want I want to find the key, I want to go find the boss key and get a compass. Uh, give me the classic Zelda dungeon formula. I don't know. Like I said, I'm sure it's going to be a situation where i am poo-pooing it right now and then the game yeah. comes out and i'm like guys this is great i love it i love it Yeah, I no there. I, I I do think, I do think that there are, that the fusing stuff does look very very cool. It gives me almost like a, banjo and kazooie nuts and bolts vibes, right? Um, but it tracks. 
yeah it's 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 cool like like and like it gives you stuff to do with the materials that you just had an abundance of like in breath of the wild which is like what i find really cool because like remember the like the electricity shrines it's like you could drop metal weapons yeah, and like yeah. all that like there, yeah. there's cool ways to get around things um, i think i think you're right i think it's going to come down to like how deep the system is and how many different interactions we can come and, up and, with and like with that. And, and, and so like one of the things they show is like ascend where it's like hey if there is like a roof above you you instead of climbing this mountainside you could just go into a cave and ascend straight up you know there's gonna be someone that's gonna be like i'm gonna launch this rock from over here and then somehow get over here and ascend upwards and like break the, break how i get into the end cave in 10 seconds <laughs> you know it's uh yeah Yeah. Yeah. You you can attach meat to an arrow. What does it do? I don't know. <laughs> but like you know, like the, the like the all those possibilities are there. Um and. It, this is going to be a game where it's just like you're going to be playing it and you're going to be like scrolling on Twitter and someone's going to post something completely wild. Um, like one of the things in the first Breath of the Wild that like always made me so happy was if you're in like a, a patch of grass and it caught on fire, you could just take out your glider and it will lift you straight up because that's how fire works. Heat rises. And so it mm -hmm. creates that current. And it's like it's so small things that Nintendo pays attention to uh, that like it makes for those memorable experiences. So I'm hoping for a lot more of those. Um, will story deliver? Probably not, because now the stories suck, in my opinion. Um, yeah, it was basic. <laughs> okay, Metal Gear Solid gets a little bit convoluted. <laughs> All right. Yeah. All right, well, <laughs> we'll see how this turns out. I think you guys are actually have turned me a little bit on it. I think I'm, I'm back to being hyped for it. Yeah. Oh, oh, you know where that glue came from. Okay, let's, uh, <laughs> all right. That wraps up this week's podcast. Real, real, real quick, it's it's way past my time. Uh, real quick, uh, we did have somebody in the chat uh, who brought up a point when we were talking about Jedi Survivor. And he was saying that uh, Dark Sage asked, and what's our thoughts on this, but they believe that it would be wise to have Vader at the very end of the game kill Cal Kestis and snuff out any hope the Jedi have. I understand most players would hate to play a battle where it is a possible win, but I'm curious how they could be done in an acceptable way. So that's one of the things that I find super interesting about kind of all this expanded universe stuff when it comes to Star Wars and, and any game that takes place prior to the movies or in between the movies. Is that like, how do they address the fact that like, we've already seen him interact with Vader and now we've got there are all these Jedi's running around, right? Or at least him and, you know. Uh, and so why why do we never see him in the future? Stuff like that. And I'm, listen, I'm 100% down with, like, killing off the the main character in a game in, in this kind of situation. Like, I'm totally okay with that. And I'm, I, I think that's a good idea. Uh, I, but what, I feel, what are you guys' thoughts? I feel like this game is actually trying to err away from everything that's established in the timeline because i think the goal is to find refuge away from 
the Empire, like leave the galaxy. I think that's that's the kind of story it is. Uh, yeah, uh, and like honest, honestly, like even with Mando, like as much as I love Mando and Andor, um, and all the expanded Star Wars stuff that's come out uh, recently, it's just all within that same timeline, and you're you're stuck around these plot points. Um, and you're always like, oh, where's Ahsoka or where's so and so? You know, like where's the Rebels cast in all of this? And for me, it it I would love for them to either just completely change timelines or just get out of there. And if if that's what they can do, great. Um, in terms of like, hey, if Cal's gonna, if, if Cal dies saving folk, cool. Right. If right. The, if his quest ends in failure, kind of like I'm fine with it as long as from a storytelling. Uh, standpoint like it makes sense there'd be nothing more um i i feel like that'd be shocking uh to do to just like play through all this get through all these high moments and just like your entire mission fails yeah Um, i mean don't get me wrong i don't i don't think that's what's gonna happen right i don't think that like you know i i think that like you said i think there's a way that they could off him uh, while still feeling like satisfied with the outcome, whether it is a self-sacrifice player or whatever it may be, yeah. Um, but yeah, I no, find it, I find the idea of that like interesting and 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 is an easy solve for like why haven't we seen this character pop up ever? You know? Yeah. This is after... Yeah, in between three and four. Yeah, Right, right, right. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. And I I think, you know, it'd be funny if he was just, the end of the game, Cal just arrives on Alderaan as it blows up. And it's just like, it's like, Vader still killed him. <laughs> All right. Well, with, that being said, I think it's time to wrap up this podcast. Bilal, why don't you let people know where they can follow you and follow the site? Yeah, you guys can follow me over on Twitter at Bilal underscore Mian. Uh, and yeah, uh, that, that's pretty much about it uh, in terms of that. For the website, uh, we have a ton of content going up over at theworkprint.com. Uh, check out the site. Got a lot of good Marvel content in terms of news, um, recaps for Star Trek Picard, I almost said Star Wars Picard. Um, 
uh, Quantum Leap, um, Yellow Jackets. Uh, people seem to really love Yellow Jackets. We have movie reviews on the site now after a very long time of not doing movie coverage. Uh, so if John Wick 4, um, what are some of the other ones we have recently done? I can't think of off the top of my head. Uh, we've got Mandalorian reviews as well. Dungeons and Dragons review, um, which very well uh, rated by Sunil. So if you're looking for her good comedy, definitely check that out. Um, yeah, a lot of content going up on the site. You can follow the socials at The Workprint on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitch. Um, Rob, I think you mentioned you will be streaming this weekend for your regionals. Yes, and I will be streaming right here at twitch.tv slash The Workprint. Uh, Kevin, aka Shock Two K Five. Where can people follow you? <laughs> All right, and as always, you can find me at Sunny Vice Twenty S U N N Y V I C E Two Zero across. Uh, pretty much all social media and if it's not there i'll be sure to point you in the right direction as always those who came out and uh, watch us live and hang out with us thank you so much Ooh. those who are listening after the fact thank you so much uh can i just read a tweet i just saw out of japan sure. um for uh, proprietary Sony's PSVR 2 is not selling well. It was supposed to be one of the products representing the metaverse business, one of the company's focus areas. But according to an IDC survey, the cumulative global sales volume by the end of March was around 270,000 units. At least we need a price cut to avoid a catastrophic failure, many said. And this is from Bloomberg. Oh my God, that's wild. So a friend of mine shoots me a text and is uh a few weeks ago and is like hey i think i'm finally gonna jump into vr uh i'm gonna get the playstation vr too and i was like oof I, I mean i hope they like you know continue to support it like the tech looks cool but and he's like they better continue to support it it cost me you know however much it did it's like oh boy yeah, yeah. oh boy uh yeah, sorry, that tweet literally just went out, and I was just like, it's all in Japanese, and I was like, oh, it says PSVR 2, <laughs> let me see what this says. Yeah. Um, so that's that's not looking too great. Uh, it's funny, because that's about the number of units that I would have guessed they'd sell. Um, Alright, yeah, and uh, on that note, as I was saying, thank you to those who hung out, those who listened after the fact, uh, Bilal, Kevin, thank you guys so much for taking time out of your busy schedules to do this podcast. Yeah, no worries. I love doing this. I know. Yeah, yes. <laughs> yes. I'm around. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and until next time, bye-bye. Bye-bye.